snooker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, the idiot whisperer, Wiley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Alex. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when speaking to idiots, I guess you gotta you gotta whisper, huh? Well, you said that's how, that's that you, part of your job is to explain things to. Oh yeah, idiots. yeah. That that's I I seem to spend oh, no, a lot. I'm sorry, your hobby. I shouldn't say your job. Your My hobby. hobby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I do spe- seem to spend a lot of time doing exactly that. So uh, it, it seems to be at least a it's a passion of mine. <laughs> Is you it know? a passion? It's, yeah, it's it's something I like to you know uh, devote my my time to the less fortunate. Good times. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Unfortunately, it's most people. <laughs> Seems to be pandemic levels of stupidity out there. You think it's a pandemic? It's a pandemic. So yeah. is it growing like a pandemic would? I think it is. It's spreading rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to close the social media to prevent the spread. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, here's the thing. What? What? There was a time where we didn't have social media. Do you think that people were less dumb then? Or did we just not know it as much? Uh, they were a different kind of dumb. It was a different kind it of dumb? It was a different kind of dumb. I got you. Yeah. Um, it was an uninformed kind of dumb. Um, and, you know, only the gatekeepers of information could really distribute information. Um, now, uh, it's a misinformed kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's more like, you know... That's kind of the difference. Would you say that people are aggressively misinformed in which like they're so misinformed with their opinion, but they still think that they're right? I think people are actually seeking out misinformation at this point. They're seeking it out. Yes. Yes. And rejecting reality at, at every opportunity. Why, yeah. why do you think that is? Um, I th- Because people are fucking stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. I don't know. I quit trying to, you know, figure out the world anymore. I'm just, you know, like I said, waiting. Got my bag of marshmallows and my pointy stick here. I'm just waiting. Man, you're not kidding, man. Just waiting. Boy, what a week, huh? Yeah. yeah it's it, pure insanity out there. Yeah. I had a bad week anyway, though. Like, I end up, I, I broke two cars this week. Oh, really? What happened? All right, so I had to take the Ford. I have a Ford Explorer. I had to take the Explorer down to drop off a piece of equipment for one of the girls that was, well, like one of the teams were missing a piece, like a part, like a vacuum cleaner or something, right? Okay, right. So I right. drive it, was driving it down to a Monday morning. You know, here's the thing, too. Like, I woke up Monday morning, like, I'm going to have a good week. And, you know, like, you know how you, you start really like hopefulness in the morning, you know? Especially the beginning of the week, like you have this again. You may not do this. No, but, I, <laughs> that's but not how I wake up. I, I, I wake up g- like okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, another day. <laughs> so I really was gonna have like I thought was gonna be a good week, right? Like on Monday, and so I'm driving the um, the vacuum cleaner down to the girls, right? Okay. I get maybe a mile or two miles away, and all of a sudden the engine of the vehicle starts smoking. Ooh, not good. Okay. 
And I'm like, oh, crap. Right. But I got, I'm so close. So now, I is, drive it, is it smoke or steam? Uh, Dark or light? Light. Okay. So, well, that could be smoke too, but you know. Well, I'll, you'll, you'll, you'll know what it is here in a second. Okay. So I get there. I, I do get to the place. I drive it all the way to the place. Right. So I got another two miles to go with engines overheating, all kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's, it's redlined and everything. Yeah. I get there. I park the car. Open up the hood, and there's antifreeze everywhere. Yeah, blue hose. Blue, blue the temperature gauge itself. Oh, okay. Didn't know that at the time, though. But right. So Danielle had to come down and get me. So she comes down, picks me up, and then takes me back up there. And I'm like, oh man, this really sucks. Well, the good news is that's a relatively simple repair. It was, yeah. Yeah. So we went down. I went. She picked me up, and then I went and did. Was doing Uber Eats. Doing Uber Eats. I ended up getting a call to go to Hudson, and I got the smart car stuck in soft sand. Oh, no. By myself. Well. In the middle of nowhere. Well, did you just pick it up? Well, it, <laughs> you couldn't just pick it up. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I mean. It's soft sand, though. It's soft sand. So uh, so, oh, yeah. Where are you going to put it? Well, the thing is. What were you doing driving in soft sand anyway? Look, the, the directions. Sometimes you go down, like, dirt roads when you're doing food delivery. Right. So this was a road that had me and don't wrong. It was going to be in the wrong address, which is even funnier. <laughs> um, so I really was not in the right. Somebody spot. downvoted you because they didn't get their food. No, no, no. No, the lady come pick me up. I was pissed off. She only took me three bucks for that. Like I actually was because it was a long drive, um, but I got the vehicle stuck there. Now I got out though. I ended up, what I ended up doing was um, I grabbed sticks and branches and anything I could find for traction. And made basically a 20-foot row of it yeah. underneath the tires and then bat- was able to back out. Oh, there you go. So I was able to get out. I, w- I was freaking out for a little bit, though. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? Are you the second car today? Uh, here's the thing, Like, I man. changed my clothes three times that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing about getting a smart car, uh, car stuck. Like, if another person comes along, you can li- you've can you literally got enough people to just pick it up and move it. Yeah. Or if a motorcycle comes along, they can tow you. <laughs> a motorcycle can yeah, tow you. Right. <laughs> oh. that, yeah, but that does suck. Yeah. I know. I end up, and I end up stabbing myself this week, What's well, the Explorer? Oh, how'd you stab yourself? So yesterday, we were picking up the ducks. So <coughs> we got ducks yesterday. We Not got three you. ducks. Alex Snicker had a farm. <laughs> so we got three ducks, picked up three ducks yesterday. One What's male the, what, and two what, what, females. Okay. What is the purpose of the ducks? Uh, duck eggs. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Nah. Hmm. Are they any good? I don't know. I don't know either. Hmm. So we're going to find out probably. I'll have to try a couple of those. Yeah. You'll have to keep, sneak some in yeah, yeah, yeah. once they start laying eggs. But, you but have they are to, already laying eggs because they're already a grown ducks. Oh, okay. Well, you have to worry about your hunters uh, going to come around uh, this fall. Um, I'm hoping that they don't kill the ducks. Well, the ducks will be in the yard. So, <laughs> Well, still, you know. And I guess they don't fly away. They're kind of like chickens in that aspect where they just kind of stay where yeah, they're at. What kind of ducks are they? What like White ducks. I don't know anything other than that. Oh, okay. I'm sure white ducks. Oh, okay. I mean, what color do you think a duck would be? Uh, well, I think of uh, the uh, either a mallard. They're bigger ducks. They're bigger white ducks. Yeah. Well, you sure they're not geese? I don't know. <laughs> i mean they, there are white ducks so it could be but the other one i'm thinking of are the uh uh the ones with the red wrinkly stuff on them on their faces and stuff a Mus- muscovy no they're not Mu- those. they're not those no okay no. so but while i was down picking up when i we on friday we went and picked up the vehicle so we had a mobile mechanic go out and look at the vehicle charge us the money fix it got the vehicle fixed oh so mobile mechanic huh? yeah, yeah, yeah oh, oh yeah i gotta tell you i really like the mobile mechanic thing really yeah what'd that set you back 300 
Yeah, that's about right. Probably yeah, for that wasn't job. Too bad. Yeah. A very reasonably priced. Yeah. But when we went there and picked him up, then he had a tarp that we could put in the vehicle to to transport the ducks. And I got my knife out. And as I was doing it, I stabbed myself. Hmm. Well, that's not too bright of you. No, that sucked too. Yeah. That was the capper of the week. Not though. too sharp, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I just, and it wasn't even like a slice. It was like just stabbed in. Yeah. So that sucked. Yeah. I mean, it was instant, though. It got right back out. It was not Doesn't like it look was just... too bad. I, I think you're going to survive that wound. I'm hoping I will. Yeah. I'm thinking I, I'm thinking yeah, I it's, might. It's like a quarter-inch little incision there. It's just deep in there, though. Aw. Aw. <laughs> Alex got a boo-boo. <laughs> so, but the, honestly, it was just like a capper of the week that you're just like, oh, my God, what a horrible freaking week it was. Yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things, could have been a lot worse. That's true. We did get three ducks out of the deal. Yeah, yeah. And the ducks are now in the same pin as the chickens. Yep. Yeah, but they're all hanging out though. I guess I think it's working out. And you have an income and a job over your head, and you know a, a family. So you there know, you go. Quit your fucking bitching. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of all this goddamn bitching. <laughs> tired of this. I'm tired of this bitching. This negative energy is fucking up my chi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, hold on. Let me start off by saying, first off, for everybody that is the, the Patreon subscribers, thank you very much for tuning in to the show. Um, we do have a... Wait, for you non-Patreon subscribers, fuck off. Get out of here. But Stop I, listening now. I, you're, you're not allowed to listen. But two new members this week. Uh, one is the Robotech guy. Nice. And the other one is Stephen Cole. Cool. So cool. Welcome, well, guys. Congratulations welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, for being subscribers. And um, the you will get, as soon as we get the books. Then the I can the books are. The I, I ordered the books. They're okay. on the way. Uh, right. They. I had hoped they would arrive by today, but apparently they have not. Okay. So, um, you know, maybe by the end of the show, uh, Amazon will have dropped them off. Cool. All so right. we'll see. So as soon as that happens, and I can get get everybody caught up with the uh, with the with the with the mail outs with the membership uh, swag. Right. Right. So, but let's start with. Uh, Adrian's favorite thing, which is uh, constitutional arguments on statehood. Oh, is that where we're going first? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Let's well, go there first. All right. Well, go, you go ahead and tell the story. All right. So the House of Representatives this week uh, voted to approve statehood for Washington, D.C. That because of all the people that live in Washington, D.C., um, they're going to now have Washington, D.C. be the 51st state in the union. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm pretty sure they can't do that. Okay, so <laughs> why are you saying that you can't do that? Um, well, I, again, this I would really have to do some some heavy duty research here. But Article One, Section Eight is actually of the United States Constitution is actually the um, section of the Constitution that gives the um, Congress its power, gives the House of Representatives its power. In Article 1, Section 8, there's a Clause 17, which establishes the District of Columbia mm-hmm. as a 10-mile, 10-square-mile uh, area, which will house the government. And it's supposed to be ceded from a state, mm-hmm. implying that it can't be a state. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that constitutionally they can make Washington, D.C. a state. Yeah, I don't think that they care because it's, you know, for a very long time, the Constitution has pretty much not mattered. In fact, it's at this point, it's it's a completely, completely irrelevant document. But I just do find it funny, the irony of it's actually expressed in the same article uh, and same section that gives Congress their power. And Congress is now voting 
to do something that is prohibited by the same article that gives them the authority to even exist. Yeah, and they're going to call it Washington Douglas Commonwealth is the name of it. Who the hell is Douglas? Uh, so it's named after George Washington, of course, the first right. U.S. president, and Frederick Douglass, the former enslaved person term fame abolitionist. Oh, okay. So that's what they're going to call it, though. Yeah. Now, the, the funny thing is, is that in the arguments that people were giving up there, because none of the Republicans voted for it, all the Dems voted for it, basically. Right. But the argument that they were using is the reason that the Republicans didn't want to do it was because they were racist, because the percentage of black people that live in Washington, D.C. is pretty high. Okay. And that they wouldn't do it because of rate because they're racist because every argues you are against any argument you're racist i will i i well i would support a name change because i don't think there's anything in article one section eight clause 17 that prohibits him from changing the name it just refers to it as a district so the naming of it would be fine but i would only support changing the name if they renamed it funky town funky town funky town Really? Yeah. Won't you take me to a funky town? Yeah, that would be all right. So with that, that would be yeah, if they called it do. Funky Town, I'd be totally cool with it. Uh, on a different subject, did you hear that they wanted to change the name of Columbus, Ohio, because of Columbus, Ohio's name? After I think they should. Do you know what they wanted to change the name to? Weird people live here. Close. Yeah. Flavortown. Oh, that's pretty good. After actually. Guy Fieri or whatever. I, I, I don't know much about Guy Fieri. Oh, the He's diners guy. Diners, yeah, 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 yeah. He's and got stupid hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about that, but um, I have to say I like the name. You like the name? I huh? like the name, yeah. Would you like to live in a town called Flavortown? I would not live in Ohio because weird people come from there. Really? Yeah. Everyone. Here's the thing about people from Ohio, at least in my experience. They're always exceptionally nice. But they're always off. <laughs> they're always off in some way, huh? Yeah, I mean, hell, I'm from Florida, so we got, you know, we're all Florida wow. man, so yeah. I can't really talk. But in my experience, yeah, uh, Ohio people are, are kind of weird. I got you. But they should embrace that. Yeah, there you, you go. You know? Like, Austin tries to embrace that, but most people from Austin are just assholes. Yeah. You know? So, but they're looking at... They're, and How, they, how's that for alienating an entire state and a major city? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm doing my best here. Where are you going? No, no. So what I'm talking, what I want to talk about here is okay. So we're not because we're not finished with the statehood thing. Oh, we're not. No, no. Well, I mean, we're kind of we're almost done. I, I just find it amazing though, like because they're they're saying that it's you know, um, uh, you know, representation without taxation without representation basically because that's on all the on all the license plates for DC it says you know taxation without representation or something right. like that. Right. Well, no one was supposed to live there. That's, That's the, the difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nobody was supposed to live there. So now that everybody lives there, it was supposed to be a place people could go once in a while and get together and pass a few laws and then go home. Yeah, that's really what it was about. Yeah. So that's your own damn fault. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Now the other argument that's being put forward is, is if they were to do this, then Washington D.C. gets one congressperson, which it already has, right, and two senators, right. And that, you know, they would definitely be because it's, it's a Democrat town. So it would be Democrats that would win. And so they would switch the balance of power there as well. Right. But it made me got to thinking, I'm su surprised we don't have more states starting to like uh, break apart only just to double their representation. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, just add more, you know. Well, there's, you know, there's been moves for that. I mean, look at California. California, there's uh, been moves to break it into two parts, even to as many as six parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's been, um, uh, you know, movements. They haven't gained a lot of traction, but to split up Florida as well. Yeah. Um, so, which I think are both great ideas. You know, Florida is three different states. There's no doubt about it. Well, yeah, there's definitely three different states. Yeah. There's Southeast Florida. There's Central and Southwest Florida. And then there's North Florida. 
Yeah. Know, and they're, they're, if you know anything about the state, there are three different places. And California is very similar in that regard, too. Yeah. You know, and maybe even more. You know, hell, I would like to break it up even further. In fact, I think we ought to break it all the way down to the the individual lot level. You know, right. so I think this like my little um, eighth of an acre mm-hmm. should be an independent state. Adrian Stan. Yeah. Yeah. I like Wileyville. That. that works. Any of those. Pick e- one. Either one. Of Funky those? town. Funky town. If they if D.C. doesn't take Funky town, I'm taking it. you're going to take Funky yeah, town. Where, this is Funky town. I got gotcha. you. So it's not going to go anywhere. They know it's not going to go anywhere. Right. And the thing no is, is, if the Dems were in charge of the Senate and they had the presidency, they probably wouldn't put the bill forward. No, no. Because they don't want really, what do you, you know. And and what are they calling it? Washington Douglas? Yeah, Washington Douglas Commonwealth. Yeah, and that's just pandering as well. They don't, it's nothing but pandering. Yeah. It's, it's this whole, look, all they're doing is pandering all the time. Constant, 24-7, 365, pander, pander, pander. Yeah. Yeah. Pander, pander, pander. <laughs> pander, pander, panda. It <laughs> sounded so. It was awesome. Oh, so, and then, so that's going on this week. The next thing we can talk about is, um, so they're going to close everything back down. Yeah, of course. But here's the thing about it, though. Like, if you if you listen to what's been going on, this has been like this week has been one of those weeks where everything started going just completely crazy, insane. And the numbers are rising, but it doesn't seem like the hospitalizations and the deaths are really rising. They are correlate, but, but not they're not not correlate. Not, no, no, no. The the deaths see, and the, the hospitalizations are up, which you would expect. Um, the number of deaths is actually flat. And the last trajectory I saw it was, you know. My could arguably might be down from the peaks. I mean, it's it's a at, at most you can say it's flat. So I think a lot of things are happening. I think what's happening now is the populations that are getting the virus are the populations that didn't give a damn and are healthy and are young to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah. So most of them, you know, are going to have extremely minimal symptoms yeah if any symptoms at all mm-hmm. and uh, so i think that's what's happening you also have an uptick in testing mm-hmm. and i pointed this out earlier in the week so you've got more testing but you also have a higher percentage of positives so both things are going up so they're testing more and the percentage of positives is going up so that is showing the numbers but if they were testing the same amount the increases would not be nearly as big as we're seeing. Yeah. So part of it is a little bit just has to do with testing. Another part of it is, yeah, you know, when we reopened, there was going to be a spike uh, from the protests. There's going to be a spike. And we're like at the two week, you know, now we're at the like two to three week past that, you know, uh, the protesting. So we're in that incubation phase. We're beyond the incubation phase for when all the protesting was going on and when things were reopening. So, of course, there's a huge spike. But the key is, I think that, the populations that the virus is now traveling through is much less susceptible. So that's why the death toll is not increasing significantly. Well, and now, and there's always the argument right now of what's causing it. Cause there's some people that say that it's not the protest that causes it's the opening up the causes. Some people say it's the, well, you can't say it's one or the other. Exactly. If, but, if people are in close contact, they're spreading the virus. It doesn't matter what they were doing when they were in close contact. That's just, I, I mean, and that to me is like, how can you say one of those things? You, it just makes no sense to me because it, you're, you're so politicizing it. Yeah. And, and you know, it, objectively you have to look at it okay were were people in close proximity where they could transmit person to person via an, you know a, yes yeah protests yes bars yes mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's you can't say it's one or the other oh yeah yeah well but look those with an agenda are using this to drum up more fear right 
and in order to in order to in order to you know perpetuate whatever their you know whatever their side is wanting to perpetuate right and everybody in this has an agenda everybody yeah. and it, the reality and the reality of the situation is a it's not that bad and b it's predictable well and b it's predictable and c the actions that we've taken so far are going to result in a situation that is far, far worse than any virus. You know, yeah. I mean, honestly, so far, everything that we predicted on this show has been dead on. Yep. You know, uh, with the exception, I was too late, two weeks late for when the riots would start. Yep. You know, I was I I called that two weeks before I said it would happen in two weeks. It actually took a month to happen. You forgot about the incubation period. I did. I did. So, you know, <laughs> I miscalculated a little bit. But literally everything else that I predicted that we predicted on this show has has come to pass. And I can tell you where we're going with this, folks. You have to look at the numbers. And right now we still have 30 to 40 million Americans unemployed, mm -hmm. which is insane. We're still having new uh, claims for unemployment higher than they've ever been historically prior to 2020. Yeah. Okay. So every week we're seeing another one to two million people filing for unemployment. Mm -hmm. um, millions of businesses are closed forever. Yep. And we're just we're still not seeing this. And if we go into a round of another round of closures, like it seems like we're about to do, you know, you have to understand, like in Florida, for example, a lot of those bars that uh, came back and reopened just barely made it through and a lot of those people beg borrowed and scrimped and you know to to keep open yeah they reopened and they thought okay well boy we weathered that storm we just barely got through it but we got through it let's move forward now when they close them again they're done yeah you know be a lot more done you're what you're going to see is you know like a quarter of those places just didn't reopen you're going to see now half of those places just don't reopen yep from where we were originally mm-hmm um, and yeah, it, that's what it's going to be like. So more people are going to be unemployed number that came out this week. There are almost 10 million homes currently in forbearance in the U S wow. Okay. 10 million homes in forbearance. So that is 10 million families who are more than likely going to go in for, into foreclosure as soon as that the banks can start foreclosing on properties mm -hmm. again. So that's going to cause a huge collapse of the real estate market. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people are depending on, you know, um, home equity loans and things like that to get through this period. That's all going to dry up. Yeah. Plus, you know, no banks want to loan money. A, they're under stress right now, so they have to keep more cash reserves. And B, the interest rates are so low, it's not worth it to them. Yeah. So we've got this like perfect economic storm coming and there's literally nothing we can do to stop it. It's, it's already bearing down on us. I mean, we're just getting the feeder bands right now, mm -hmm. and that's what we're seeing right now, the feeder bands of the economic collapse. And, folks, I'm telling you, when it gets here, it's going to be horrible, and it's going to kill far more people than, um, than the virus is going to kill. And, and people are – and I don't understand how people don't understand this, but so many people don't understand that why – economic situations kill people there's like oh well what because you you can't afford to go on vacation no it's not that folks what happens when you lose your job well you lose your home you lose your ability to feed yourself you know you end up living on the street well what happens when you're living on the street well you're you're subject to unsanitary conditions disease despair suicide also crime 
Okay. Now, what happens when you have millions of people in that situation? You have civil unrest Mm -hmm. on a large scale. And what happens under all those circumstances when you're, you know, have no home, no hope, no money, no food, no uh, access to medicine? What happens? You become suicidal and you become violent. Yeah. And desperate. And desperate. Right. And all those things are going to lead to far more deaths than the 120, 130,000 people that have died from COVID so far. Yeah. Um, we're going to, I think that over the next decade that this is going to take to fix, um, we're going to see millions of people die from the consequences of shutting down the world, essentially. Yeah. And you know they're going to blame that on. And that's just in the U.S. But you know they're going to blame that on. Uh, capitalism, probably. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how, but, you know, well, here's they the thing, will. How do you know how? I mean, here's the thing. They do it all the time, though. They, they give stupid arguments now. I mean, right. you, you know, you blame you blame freedom on you, you'll blame freedom for things that are obviously the government's doing. Well, here's here's the thing. I don't think it's going to matter what they blame it on, you know, because I think people are eventually going to realize that the government did it. Yeah. You know, that'll be the narrative. And they try to blame it on people. But people are people are going to know. You know, people are going to get it. They lived through it. They saw what happened. So it's not like, you know, they're going to say they may blame the virus. A lot of people may blame the virus, but I think a a, a huge percentage of the people will point the finger at the right person. And that is the government. I hope you're right. But I think that you're wrong. I actually do think that there because if you like. okay, so this week, one thing that happened around here, at least in Pasco and some other places, they've instituted mandatory face masks ordinances right they did that in pinellas too yeah yeah Yeah. so in doing that there are people that are saying screw that i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna do it and i'm gonna fight it rightly so but there's a lot of other people that are like and you know we needed to because these people are too stupid to not wear masks right and that's what they've been saying like they're saying all these kids and stuff that are out there people that are going drinking the young people that are going to the bars and things like that that they need to be forced into wearing the masks into good behavior because they're increasing the numbers yeah. and that's what you're that's what we're seeing and there's truth there i mean it, it, here's the thing it's there's not one side or the other it's it's just like it, the thing we talked about a second ago stop politicizing it yeah you know he a mask wearing a mask will somewhat reduce your ability to transmit a virus to the other person that's true. The problem is, is that forcing everyone to do it and then enforcing it by fine and jail is just wrong mm-hmm. because you're making the assumption it's that all the people out there are infected. You know, mm-hmm. my solution is if you're afraid and you're at risk, then you should wear a respirator and probably a full face shield, you know, because you can get it through your eyes as well. The, mm-hmm. the, any mucous membrane can can, you know, a. a absorb the virus so to speak yeah um so you know if if that's that's where everyone gets it wrong is that the people who are concerned should be taking personal responsibility to protect themselves everybody who is healthy and has no reason to believe that they are infected shouldn't have to jump through hoops 
for the potential of someone else. You see what I'm saying? It's up to each individual. It's in, an individual's personal responsibility to protect themselves. So if you want to go out wearing a mask, that's great. If you want to wear, go out wearing a full face gas mask that actually is filters viruses yeah. that has a, you know submicron filtering, then yeah, you should do that if you're concerned. But you shouldn't force me to wear a mask so that I can't infect you. It's, it's very similar to the vaccination argument. Yes. You know, if you want to get vaccinated, that's fine. You're protecting yourself. But don't force someone else to get vaccinated to protect you. Yeah, whether it's a good because idea it, or not, it, it's irrelevant. Exactly. Exactly. You're using force to to force someone into a behavior, and that's wrong. Well, and, and you're having, so you're seeing those bans, ha- or not bans, but you're seeing those ordinances passed around the entire uh, state, county by county. This, right. The governor won't do it. At least he says he won't do it, even though he closed down the bars. Yeah, he's he's like really riding the fence on this. Yeah. He, he's kind of a he's a lot more of a pussy than I thought he was. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but he is. Yeah. But you see these bands happening all over the place. You have one, you know, Sabatini's basically just, you know, turn his his you know, his law degree is just solely focused on that right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like doing it seems like he's doing all pro bono work these days. Well, no, it's not, <laughs> he's, he's he's getting my. Oh, he's, he's getting paid, paid for this. Oh, oh, OK, good. He's getting paid. Good. Um, I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna find some way to get him to do Pascos too. Yeah. But so you have that going on, and then if you but if you watch the comments on this, like if you see the comments, it really is. Yeah. There are people that are so adamant about keeping the bands going, like they're, like, and this is the the misinformation part that we talked about earlier, is that, like. Cover yourself. Like you talked about personal responsibility. Right. Well, they don't want to take any personal responsibility themselves and they shove it onto the other people yeah. that aren't wearing the mask. Right. Where it's like, just wear the mask. You know, like, like right. don't you wear a mask then. Yeah. You stay home. Yeah. You know, you do these things. You take your own personal responsibility to protect yourself and don't worry about other people. Yeah. You know, again, I, 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 it just makes no sense to me. But yeah, it's so politicized. And these people are so adamant about it. And and they have no idea what they're doing. They, they have no idea the, the impact of what they're doing. And six months from now or a year from now, they're going to look around and go, oh, my God, how did this happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And then they'll blame right. but, then, but then they won't take any personal responsibility for that or that their actions. I think caused, some of them will. I think maybe. some of them will get it. I mean, it's 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 too easy a connection. You can't shut down everything and then not have economic consequences of that. Uh, well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I tell you what, I I'm constantly going back and forth between thinking people are complete morons and people are pretty smart. And I I I don't know. I don't know which they'll do. I think I'm sure a lot of people will figure it out. I'm sure some people never will. You know. Um, but I do know that it's coming regardless of anything that we do at this point. And it seems like all the government is doing at this point is finding ways to make it worse. And by reclosing everything or even starting with the bars, you know, you're basically bars are going to be you know gone for a long time. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of them are some will reopen, but, you know, and I think I'm hoping I'm hoping this round and I don't know I, I um, that. I hope a lot of the bars defy it, you know, but then again, they'll just get their liquor license pulled. You know, I mean, it's like this is a it's funny because it's also a unique opportunity because one of the things I I don't think it's ever going to happen. But one of the things I would love to see right now is for all the bars to say, screw you, government, we're staying open. 
Yeah. And then for them to start pulling liquor licenses and then for the bars to say, screw you, government, we're still serving liquor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, what are they going to do? Are they going to go in and and bust every bar? Are they going to arrest every patron? Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that if they if you had bars doing that, those bars would be packed. You know, there's no question about that. So that's the thing. This is, I think this is a good opportunity for defiance and civil disobedience, but I don't think it'll happen in a large enough scale this time uh, for it to be effective. No, I, don't. I think if you, you're, you're going to have a few people to do it and they're going to be made examples of. I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that, I, here's the thing, though. I also think that you're going to have law enforcement be much less ready to actually bust anybody for this stuff. I hope so. I think you're going to have more of that as well, where you're going to have. I mean, it gets. It depends on the area, though, because you got to remember in the areas in which they have the authoritarian psychopaths, and it's you know, like the 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 if the city governments are you know uh, much more authoritarian, then I think you're going to have them crack down. But in other places to where the there's you know uh, less less of that, I think you're going to have. They're gonna let the, they're gonna let more of it go, kind of like it's been going on now. Anyway, though, like it's been going on this way a little bit to begin with, but it's gonna be even more so now. Well, my my personal experience yesterday um, is I went to downtown Palm Harbor yesterday afternoon, took mm-hmm. the afternoon off, um, and the bars were packed. Um, packed? Well, eh, no, I, I wouldn't say packed. They were about normal for a Friday afternoon at you know 3 p.m. or whatever it was but a normal pre-pandemic friday afternoon uh yeah 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 or at least normal uh post reopening okay so the same way it has been for several weeks yeah and i attempted to stop but you know then i instead i said now i'm just gonna go grab a you know i I hit the liquor store and hit the smoke shop got a cigar (laughs) (laughs) got got a little whiskey um but uh i go in the cigar shop no masks walked in without a mask you know no one in there was wearing a mask yeah they didn't seem to care walked in the liquor store the employees were wearing masks no one else in the store was and nobody seemed to care yeah you know it's like the and the employees seem to be like you know well whatever we got to do this so i think that um there's a general and i know a lot of people listening right now are, are going to be like well you should be wearing a mask well you know guess what i'm, I'm not infected as far as i know okay um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it, honestly, it's inconvenient. And I know that there's people that are going to jump down my throat. I don't like the feel of wearing a mask. It's not a political statement, but I'm assessing the risk. And if I get it, oh, well, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to spread it to people. I do maintain social distancing whenever possible. But, you know, it's just like, I, I think everybody is so dramatically overreacting to this. Even the numbers, the death toll, you know, 120,000 dead. Over the course of now um, six months, you know, it's it's bad, but it's not horrendous. I mean, we keep comparing this to the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu killed six million people, and that's when the population of the U.S. was 80 million. Yeah. Okay. Now, the population of the U.S. is four times that, and it's killed a tiny fraction of the number. Yeah. So, you know, it, it just... Everything is so blown out of proportion. Everything is so politicized and everything is used by everyone for an agenda. I mean, that's the whole. The thing is, you know, don't let a good crisis go to waste. Mm -hmm. 
the funny thing now is so many different people are applying that mentality to so many different issues <laughs> and for so many different objectives that it's just like it, it's hard to even follow anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, Fauci, his his objective is to uh, make sure everyone gets vaccinated because he has stakes in the companies that do the vaccines. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just everybody's playing an angle. And when you take a step back and don't listen to any of those fuckers and, and just actually look at objective reality, you realize that we're being played in multiple different directions. We're being played by people who have an agenda and we're also being led by stupid people who just don't know what else to do and they're just throwing darts at a wall. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the, the Pinellas County, for mm -hmm. example, passed the mask ordinance. Who did they exempt? Government officials. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, they exempted themselves from the law they put on the people. Now, if you actually believe what's going on, why would you exempt yourself? Exactly. That's right. the thing. Like if, right. you, if you if you believe that, yes, it's a good idea. We should be wearing masks. Why would you exempt yourself? Mm -hmm. Why would there be a need to exempt yourself? Exactly. But exactly. there's not. Yeah. Right. Which, it's the same thing with the mask. So Fauci, you know, Fauci initially comes out, lies to the general public. If right. that's what you're I mean, either way, he lied at one point or another. He, he, he said clearly two lied. Contra contradictory statements. Right. And well, he lied for a specific purpose because there was a sh he, they wanted uh, the government and healthcare workers to have the masks, even though they're exempt and there were short supplies. But now they're exempt. <laughs> well, Pinellas County anyway. Well, yeah. But but that's the that, that's the idiocracy of the whole thing. Though. Oh, it is. Yeah. This is why you can't make an ordinance to force people to do it where it would be much more effective if you were just to say, like, you know, we're just going to, you know, we're not making it mandatory, but we highly suggest that you do it. But there's right. people that are just not going to do it. And you know what? They got you got to allow that. Right. Right. And that's the thing. It, 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 take responsibility for yourself. If you're if you're old, if you're compromised, you don't, know, go, don't go out. right. Don't now. go out. And if you do have to go out, protect yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it's that simple. Yeah. I, I don't understand why this is complex. Well, it needs to be complex because they want to be able to use to control the public. And that's the funny thing is. I don't even think that most of these governments passing these idiotic and, uh, you know, uh, draconian rules, I don't think they even have an agenda. I think it's just the attitude that in, in so many people's minds, government can solve any problem. And, of course, these people, you know, they're of average or below intelligence in most cases, yeah. in my experience, bureaucrats and politicians. Um, they don't know what to do, but they feel like they have to do something. Well, the, look, their agenda is control, though. I, I Even if it's the savior complex part of it, it's still the savior complex of control. It's like, well, we have to lock it down so we can save these people. Uh, yes, maybe that's Save it. them from yeah, themselves. That, I, I think it's it's just the the concept of having to do something. It's is You're right. It is a form of control, but it's just they don't understand that there are things that are completely out of their control. Well, because now, because we have a paternalistic view of government or because we right. have people in government that have the paternalistic, maternalistic, uh, yeah, view. let's, let's call it maternal. Yeah. Maternalistic yeah. view is that they're using their power. And cause you hear them every time. If you guys don't start social distancing more, I'm going to have to take more things away. Yeah. Like, and they'll, they'll say like, it. Like, I've, I've like, heard things like that almost verbatim. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that is definitely the mentality. You know, which I think that in and of itself is such a serious problem when it comes to what we have as far as government officials go, that we that needs to be addressed and fixed quickly. It's not going to be. 
No. Because no. people, at the same time, people like it. In a weird way, we des- we deserve everything we're getting as a society right now. Because if you listen, there is a significant portion of the society that wants these, they want the lockdowns, they want they want this stuff. Yeah. And they want the government to do it, and they're only happy when the government, here's the thing, so a lot of these same people will tell you that they hate Trump, that they think he is Hitler, and they still want to give this guy the keys to lock everybody down. Yeah, that's the weird I, part about it is I, I don't understand there are people that. that despise the president, rightly so, that want to also give him the power to lock them in their rooms for 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 an indeterminate amount of time. Right. And are mad that he's not doing it faster. Right. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. How? how? Yeah. And, and there's the other side of the equation that you know, knows that someone that they hate is eventually going to be in power and that any power that they give this guy is going to be used by the next guy and they still want to give this guy more power. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. It's like... It, it, they never... Stop like giving some, them power. Exactly. In fact, take the power away. That would be the smarter move. It's weird because I can't believe if you bring this up as the solution... That both sides will yell at you for it. Right. No, you're a crazy person for thinking that you would take away control of someone to be able to kill everybody or whatever. <laughs> right. Like, like I don't yeah. understand how you don't how these people don't see what they're creating themselves. Like well, you're the policies and the people that you're supporting that are putting these things together is the problem. And I, I, you're absolutely right. But I also now take it a step further where I've come to the conclusion that it's literally impossible to take it, the power back through the normal channels. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It, it's just never going to happen that way because government will continue to grow and grow and grow and gain more power until it's destroyed. You know, that's why I'm totally in support of 14 trillion dollars in uh reparations i 100 percent support the idea i think it's fantastic um you know so i i I really think we ought to go that way and it works out to um what do do we know what the percentage of uh african americans in america is no i don't know the number can you pull that number up because that that's important hang on let me look okay Um, keep talking while you're doing it well i am so so there are proposals out there and was this actually introduced as a bill yet or is it just a proposal at this point? Uh, just a proposal. At this okay. Point. So I mean, a, there's been a there's been a reparations uh, bill that has gone up before, but normally it doesn't get it, it never goes anywhere. I think 14 trillion is probably on the low side, but you know, if if that's what is being proposed, so right now there's a proposal uh, by the CEO of uh, BET Black Entertainment Television um, to uh, introduce 14 trillion dollars in. Um, reparations for slavery mm-hmm. so i now well, iana presley was the one that put it forward no, I, no 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 the the founder of bet gave it a number iana presley was more of the subject itself moving forward okay okay um so and again i i think 13.4 percent african-american population 13.4 all right so let's do some uh calculations real quick uh there's 328 million people uh 331 as of the latest sentence uh since <laughs> census oh, okay um all right, so times what was it? Uh, thirteen point what? Hold on here. Let me see here. Uh, thirteen point four percent. Okay. 
Okay, uh, so that is uh, roughly 44 million, million yeah. African Americans uh, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you would actually have to trace your uh, ancestry uh, to a slave in order to get those reparations, uh, but let's just do the math here. So, uh, let's see, so one, four trillion, so that's zero, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> Divided by 44, 5, I think it was 535 million. Okay. Okay, hey, that, well, that's that's not bad. I, I mean, that's a reasonable amount. That it only works out to $314,359 per African American in the U.S. Yeah. Um, so that I, I, there's several reasons that I support this. <laughs> um, first, I am going to be working on hacking a genealogy. Um, set up uh you know i'm gonna do uh 33 and me and and uh what, what's the other uh, uh i don't know <laughs> whatever they are actually that's not the the right number of 20, chromosomes. 23 23 and me. me at 33 chromosomes you might be all kinds of fucked up <laughs> uh, you'd have like extra arms and shit like that you know that's like crazy monster shit um so 23 and me and what's the other one ancestry.com oh okay so uh i i need one of our black listeners to help me out um we need to kind of like you know do like the south park thing and maybe you know make out a little bit before i do the mouse swab and that sort of thing <laughs> remember that episode <laughs> where stan or uh, um uh randy marsh was trying to prove he was a, a, a native american yeah <laughs> classic classic but you know yeah i would find a way to hack that so i I definitely want my $314,000. Um, but also the, the, the even greater benefit is that would probably bankrupt the United States government, which is the best case scenario, absolutely. So not only could, you know, a whole bunch of us, uh, you know, uh, cash in, but, um, you know, we'd bankrupt the federal government. It, it, it's a win-win. It's really a win-win. It's totally a win-win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Even if I can't pull off the black thing, I, I'm still cool with it. I'm still cool with it. You know what? Um, because, hey, you know, maybe that, maybe that will even things out. I think that this week, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound crazy what I'm about to say. Hmm. But this week is the defining week in which, in come November that Donald Trump will win the election. Why? Because all the talk this week has gone so far off the rails that people that hate Donald Trump are going to vote for Donald Trump over Biden. Mm. Simply because of everything because reparations talk. Because one of the Ayanna Presley, one of the women, one of the one of the one of the um, representatives up there is like pay us what you owe us. Right. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. None of the people, like there's a lot, like, again, we got 40 million people out of work right now. Right. There's a lot, a whole lot of white people and black people and all kinds of different colors of people that are out of work right now. When those people hear what Ayanna Presley just said, they're sitting there scraping by trying to find a way to survive while she, who's living her paycheck's not affected at all. You know, her hundred something thousand dollar a year paycheck. I don't know who she is. She's a congresswoman. Oh, okay. Her paycheck's not affected by this at all. Right. And she is, you know, telling them that you're going to pay us what you owe us. Well, you know what? You know what they're going to, here's what they're going to get paid with. They're going to get paid with an asshole for four more years. Yeah. 
But, I, it don't matter. I mean, it's just, but that's just yeah. what's going to happen, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this week is one of those weeks because they're going around tearing down my People don't like this tearing down the monuments thing. Yeah. Um, I think you're totally wrong. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you why. What's going to what's gonna happen is uh, it's going to come to like the week before the election mm-hmm. is all that's going to matter. Because people have such short memories, they're not going to remember any shit that's going on right now come November. Mm, it's possible. You it's know. possible. I, I just, I, I, again, even when you see, when you see somebody say, say that and you're like, well, you know, pay us what you owe us. And here's the thing, like, I, I guess we don't really get into the race talking here in, in the, on the show very much. Me and you probably have never really engaged in this very much. If you don't treat people as individuals and you want to treat people based off of groups, then in all reality, you're being racist, right? I, I It depends on the group, I guess. No, no, but any group. Look, if like you, Negroes. No, no, no. If you're if you, here's the thing, if honkies. you view if you view black people only as black people and you want to segregate black people from white people, no matter no matter what color you are, you're being racist, right? Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily no, I, I, I wouldn't say that's necessarily racist. To me, racist is actively engaging to suppress another or to harm another for the, you know, just because of their ethnicity, ethnicity, the color of their skin, uh, their origin, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, racism really means to engage in some destructive behavior towards someone else to just say, you know, to, to just segregate people. into. It depends on what you mean by segregate well, people if, into groups if you're forcing them to segregate then you would that would oh well be that, yeah that's that's racist yeah if you're forcing people to do do that if bait. you want to make a law different from one class one color of people to another if you want to make a different law for people based solely off the color of their skin that in and of itself would be racist <sighs> it's wrong no doubt about it it's but wrong is it racist <sighs> i don't know maybe i have a different definition of racist than maybe yeah um, you know, because I think a lot of things that people classify as racist today are maybe more pre- prejudicial um, or I, I, I feel like we're kind of arg- not arguing, but I feel like we're we're almost getting a little too semantics about it. I, I, I know I, I get it. But I think that the word racist has been so thrown about that. I, I oh, no, I like to pull killed about. It. Oh, no, they've, yeah. ki- they've killed the word. Yeah. Oh, no, they lynched the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played. They lynched the word. They yeah. lynched it. Yeah. Well, look at what happened with the NASCAR thing with Bubba Wallace. Oh, right. by the way, there is a correction I need to make off of a prior show. I did not know at the time, but I know now that Bubba Wallace is actually black. Okay. I did not know that before. Yeah. It what? Did, well, and by own pre- my own prejudice, I did not know that they actually had a black NASCAR driver now. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I mean, shit. Well, I don't watch NASCAR. What the so. hell's up with that? Well, I don't watch NASCAR either, so. Yeah. But, but it comes out now that that noose was not even a noose. Oh, actually, it was a noose. Well, but it was there for like it wasn't there before Bubba Wallace. It, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Somebody um, needed to make a door pull, and they fashioned it into a noose. And and either they thought you know it was silly or funny or you know whatever, but it had nothing to do most likely with any type of racism. Yeah, and that's the funny thing. I don't understand how a noose has become a racist symbol. Well, they used to hang black people. Well, them. they used to hang all kinds of people. They've been hanging people in every country in the world for a thousand years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they they hung people in medieval uh, Europe. Uh, they hung all criminals in America for years and years and years. Some still states still do. They hung Saddam Hussein. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it's it's it, 
Hanging is not necessarily a black thing, even though blacks were hung just like a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, so I don't understand the, so my point is to that, I don't think that anyone actually put that there with any racial no, intention whatsoever, especially in a NASCAR hanger in 2019, predominantly white anyway. I mean, they, there, there's very few, you know, obviously black people involved in the sport and yeah. very few black fans, you know? Yeah. So I, I just don't see that as, as being racist. And I think that because Bubba Wallace saw it as such immediately, that was the first thing that came to his mind. You know, there's a lot of implications there yeah. that aren't really there. So I think that we as a population need to stop reading so much into everything Well, and, also- and stop f- calling everything racist. And that's why I don't think it's just semantics. I think we really need to redefine the word. Well, and I think that, again, I think that I wish that we had the proper perspective as far as this country goes, is that this country is right now the most racially tolerant country that it's ever been. And it arguably, arguably in the world. Yeah. Because a lot of other countries are very, um, what are they, what's the word? Homogenous. Homogenous. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the countries are very homogenous. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you want to talk about races, go to China. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, they don't even like you there if you're the wrong type of Asian. Yes. You know, exactly. (laughs) The thing you can't tell people a difference of, they can, and they will discriminate against those other people. Yeah. You, you ask a Japanese person about a Chinese person. Yeah. And you know, same thing, Koreans and yeah, you, you, you will not. Yeah. So they don't like each other. But if you, but if you, but if you, but there's a narrative going around this country by people with an agenda, obviously. Right. That we are the most racist country in the world. Well, when it's the it, opposite of the truth. It, it, yeah, to, yeah, absolutely. It, 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 while racism does still exist and in this country. And it will always exist. Yeah, be, there will always be a small percentage of individuals who are racist. I don't think there's anything even remotely close to, except in law enforcement, uh, to systemic racism in this country. In law enforcement, yeah, I, I think there, there truly is. You know, but I, I don't, and again, not black. Never experienced it personally, um, so I can't say for sure. But from my attempts at viewing things objectively and seeing how the world goes, I don't see a lot of systemic racists. Having said that, I do know a lot of prejudiced people. I wouldn't call them racists because they're not; they would not ever take any overt action. But I do know a lot of people who are, you know, prejudicial. A lot of white people. That, you know, they're they're don't like black people, afraid of black people, you know, so that prejudice is still out there and widespread. But But the the actual racism, I don't think there's any systemic racism with the exception of of police in this country. You're saying personal, private prejudice, basically. Yes. Yes. There there among white people. There is a lot of that's everybody, though. Yeah. You yeah. know why that's everybody, but everybody just is much more familiar with their, with, right. with what they're familiar with. Right. You know, if you're a white person, you're more familiar with white people. If you're a black person, you're more familiar with black people. Right. That, that you tend to favor that over something else. Right. Isn't, doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you racist and it doesn't really make you prejudiced in the negative sense. It's just what you prefer. It'd almost be like if you're for redheads. Uh, no, it's I. I, I want to I mean, say it's more than that. I, it's, more it's more than, than that. that. I'm not, hold on. I don't. I'm, yeah. okay, maybe I didn't say that correctly. But at the same time, 
I think that what happens is that people with an agenda want to point towards those personal prejudices as being some kind of system or overt, overt racism. And then to make that person feel guilty for it when in all reality, they shouldn't. Yeah. I'm talking about the kind of people that would freak out if their daughter dated a black guy. Mm. You know, yeah, or you know, would be there goes the neighborhood if a black family moved in next door. You know, that's the kind of prejudicial I'm talking about, and that I think is still fairly prevalent. But it's not the institutional racism that uh, you know a lot of people are, are pointing to. And again, every time I say that, <laughs> I will I will say that in in the police ranks there does appear to be systemic racism. Well, yeah. they're getting. It seems like right now they're they're clearing out a lot of uh, a yeah. lot of police right now. I think you're gonna. I think the one thing you are gonna see right now and happen over the next you know six months or a year is that you're going to see the ranks in the police department get purged one incident basically at a time. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe like they just they just they arrested a guy in New York for doing the chokehold. Right. I mean, good. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just. That's what's happening now, though. Yeah. And if that continues, then that actually will end up being a good thing from it because we what they what the police departments desperately need is that those people that are there that are the authoritarian psychopaths need to be removed from the police forces and they need to do it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a good first step. But I think uh, once we turn the corner here on this economic uh, collapse, you're going to see law enforcement becoming a lot more aggressive again. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. I think this is going to be a real temporary thing. Yeah. So well, they're going to have to be because it's it's you know crime is going to spike and civil unrest is going to spike. So we're going to see uh, like the riots that we had previously. We're going to see a lot more of that in the future. Yeah. You know. Well, I hope not. But so we're going to see a whole lot more tent cities and things like that. That's going to be happening all over the place. So, but that's still a a, a couple of months away. Probably uh, you know a few months away. Maybe even into next year. It depends on how much money the government throws at it. So that's why I recommend that the government keep just printing the fuck out of that money. Just give it to people Print, for any reason. Give it. Yeah. I I mean I'm in favor of the reparations. I'm in favor of the two thousand dollars a month. I you know help, pay off everyone's mortgages. Yeah. You know forgive all the student loans. You know, let's do this thing, man. Come on, let's go. Those are rookie numbers. You need to pump them numbers pump up. Pump them numbers up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, because it, it, <laughs> we're we're facing collapse anyway. You know, so we might as well just go all in. Just have, that's right. a good time with it. We, look, America is on tilt right now. <laughs> the best thing to do when you're on tilt is to push all in. <laughs> That's the, that's the opposite of what you that's should be doing. Always what you should no, do. You should that is, always, you know, you just say, "Fuck it." You do. I'm going for broke, and you push all in, and that's what America needs to do right now. You just go all in. Go all in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually say we, uh, you know, I think we ought to take that number and take it up to 150 trillion, and just pay everyone in America half a million dollars. Everybody gets half. A mil. Everybody gets half a mil. Yeah. I, I like it. You know, that'll get us through this uh, problem. And then on the other side, it, everything will just collapse and, you know, we'll have no government. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. Yeah. Cats and dogs living together. It'll be paradise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know, it's, I'll tell you the weird part about it is, is that when I saw that the lockdowns were going to restart back up again, part of me was really angry about it. Right. But another part of me was like not angry about it. And what I mean by what I mean by that or the reason why is, is because 
I'm doing Uber Eats, man. The next month is going to blow back up like it was a couple months ago. You look like, tired again, by the way. Oh, no. I mean, you I look am really tired. tired. I am tired. Yeah. I got. To, I, I stayed at Ray's house. I stayed at my brother-in-law's house last night, though. Right. I didn't have to drive home, so I was able to tie, tie one on a little bit more than normal. Yeah. So, but it's going to blow up for the food delivery, man. Like, I'm going to be busy every night all the time. Oh, yeah. So, that's great. And, I, you know, I, honestly, I'm not trying to go out to restaurants. Right. I mean, other than to pick up food from them and move them and take, and take the food to somebody's house. Like, I'm, I don't care other than that. So, you know, if you guys want to have all these stupid ordinances, I, I got a, you know, I got my bandana on now, so I'm good. Is that what you're using, a bandana? I'm using a bandana now. <laughs> nice. Because I wanted to be like a bank robber. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start going with that. I, I actually have a bandana in my car that I'm, I'm keeping just in case someone forces me to, uh, you know, wear one yeah. in there. But so far, I haven't had to wear any, even though I've been violating the law and getting away with it. There you go. All, all right, right we'll- guys. We'll see you on the other side. This is Unattended Baggage. Unattended Baggage.